Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have Sam Lappin on the podcast. So Sam is a regional sales manager in the Primus Network, a role that he's been in since August of 2021. And if anyone has had dealings with Sam over the last few months, especially on social media, um, or if you've seen him out and about, you'll see he's definitely grabbed the ball by the horns. He's, uh, he's all over social media and you'll see his face everywhere, which, which is great to see for, from my side. I wanted to get Sam on today uh, to speak about what the future looks like for mortgage advisors, because although I'm aware there are a lot of mortgage advisors with experience that listen to the podcast, there are people that listen who are thinking about getting into the industry. So it'll be useful for them to hear about the future of the mortgage world. So without further ado, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for for having me on. It's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Good, good to have it. And um, we've been we've been spat, chatting for the last probably couple of months now, hasn't it? It's, it just came through LinkedIn, didn't didn't it? We had a bit of a chat, and it's been a relationship since then, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, I've been aware of you for, for a while, Chris, and and uh, we'll discuss this this more so uh, in a minute, I'm sure, but. What I'm doing at the moment is sort of carrying on the work of, of, of Dave Corbett when he was a part of Primus and, and you worked quite closely with, with Dave, didn't you? So, yeah, it's, it's been really good for us to, to, to develop a relationship and, and yeah, to, uh, yeah, to be on the, the, the pod is, uh, is fantastic. I'm a awesome. big fan of it. So, yeah. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you. So before we start, like with everybody, I'd just like to get a bit of a background uh, to you. What's, well, let's start with your career. Where did, where did you start in Primus? Where were you before Primus and where are you now? Yeah, so, so I've actually got um, a degree in, in politics. Um, wow. So <laughs> as you can see, I've, I've really carried that on and, and <laughs> forged a career out of that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did, um, did politics at university, graduated, and then I went um, and travelled uh, around Australia for about a year. Um, just backpacking which was absolutely amazing um came back and realized that I didn't have any money or a car um and uh, fortunately managed to, to to get a job at Primus working in the the fees and commissions team which I really really enjoyed instantly um was on board with the the whole culture at Primus really felt that I fit in there and then I've just really worked my way up into the uh, the role that I'm in now, which is regional sales manager, which I'm yeah, really, really happy about. So that's my slightly strange route into the industry. But I feel like there are a lot of stories like that. Um, oh, I'm not sure how not sure how many people um, join the industry wanting to beforehand. I think it is one that people sort of fall into, but then come to love. So, yeah, absolutely. It is similar to a lot of people that are on here. It's kind of some people went to recruitment yeah. day just to kind of help numbers and ended up getting into the mortgage world. So it is, it's not, it's, it's something because I don't think we're taught about it in school. Are we not taught Absolutely. about mortgages? So it's almost like an alien subject to us when we're, you leave school at 16 or 18. Now you'd be like, well, what, what's a mortgage? So it'd be hard to get into that industry. You know, the, the fees and commission side of things, was that, sat at a computer every day dealing through emails did you speak to many people on the phone yeah um no absolutely it was it, it was it's a it's a really broker facing department that one and um 
often the query would be regarding something to do with commission mm-hmm. but i think a lot a lot of it was actually um you know you, you'd end up becoming a, a bit of an agony aunt almost um right. you'd, you'd not only listen to, to people's problems but how they were finding you know the industry and how business yeah. was so um that that role I got on with brokers and I think that is something that obviously I need to do in my role um, because I'm obviously trying to recruit them and trying to grow their businesses. So it was really important that I, I, that that was the case. Um, But yeah, it was, it was a lot of, um, a lot of talking on the phones, um, a lot of responding to emails. And I was fortunate to be able to go to um, many of the the, the Primus events. Um, So yeah, no, it it was good. Um, Because the reason I asked that is because, me, I mean, anybody that's listening to this first five minutes of the podcast, they would say that you'd be wasted behind a computer. Do you know what I mean? You're a, you're a customer relations man. You're the kind of person that can talk to people. The relationships that you've built up with people since August last year is phenomenal. You see so many people backing you on social media and people that I speak to speak very highly of you. So it's it's such a shame that it didn't happen before but it's happened now and that's a great thing especially for businesses that you're working with because not only can you build relationships with them but like you spoke about with the relationship you've got with Claire Madge and and that's somebody that's like driving force you two can go out as a team and really help mortgage brokers can't you uh, absolutely and and yeah you can never no matter what you do I think that that customer service aspect I think is so so important and you know, in a world that's that's really confusing, and in a world where there's there's quite a lot of negativity, actually, just being somebody that can be used as a soundboard for not only other people's ideas but their frustrations, I think, is something that I've always I've always been good at that. So, so I think that's been really, really important. But then also being guided by the likes of Tony Smith and, and Richard Colson to to read in books like Raving Fans, I think that added a different element to. It, it, it really changed my outlook on life and the trajectory of, of my career and where my life was going. So I'm, I'm very grateful for, for, for those sorts of individuals, for, for those opportunities, really. Awesome. So what does your day-to-day look like at the minute? And before the podcast, we spoke about this, you said it was really varied, but what have you got booked in for this week, say, for example? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm going out and visiting uh, one of our firms um, tomorrow in in Wickham, which I'm I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah, like I said before, it's it's a really varied role. Um, lots of Zoom calls, um, and really, what they consist of is number one, developing existing Primus ARs. Um, do that in a number of different ways. So, it's a lot of them consist of lead generation. Um, the social media aspect to what I do really helps with that, but then also implementing processes that, that cover wills and trusts and those sorts of different things in order to to get to, to gain more business really. Um, so it's 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 those sorts of things. It's um, representing Primus at events, um, you know the fancy fancy lunches in in London, which I which I always appreciate and invite to, <laughs> not, just, not just for the food, but. Um, the schmoozing all of that sort of stuff which is which is great um and also you know just um being a point of contact for um you know primus is a a big network now there's lots of people in it working in there so just being that person that people can come to if they they have a question or or need something sorting I'm, I'm, i'm always receptive to those those calls so 
that's pretty as I've, I've said loads you know what you get the picture I guess yeah you're, you're there as a support network and it leads me perfectly to the next question because I wanted to ask you this is you say you get a lot of phone calls in from people what are the conversations that you're having um at the moment because we're, we're recording this on March the 28th so we just had the Bank of England base rate we had the kind of like the spring Rishi Sunak offering some support in terms of fuel and trying to ease on the economy what are the conversations that you're having with brokers at the minute yeah so i think there's 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 sort of two there's two elements to that i think number one from out of industry people mm-hmm. a lot of the phone calls that i'm getting are from individuals that maybe are sat in an employed role somewhere and they're maybe feeling slightly concerned that their job isn't going to be there for that long and they want a career change and financial services i find now is actually a a bit of a beacon for for people that that want to change and want to join an industry where they think they can progress and and earn a decent living which you can Mm -hmm. so lots of those calls at the moment and i think the uncertainty in the economy and just you know with with everything that's going on in the world those conversations seem to be happening a lot more frequently, which is which is obviously great for, for all networks, not just not just Primus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with current ARs, I think most of my phone calls are just firms trying to stay up to date in a world that is ever changing. It's ever changing. You, you can sometimes feel like it's it, it's running away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one day it's this, the next day it's that. So I think being only 24 myself, I think people um, sort of rely on me to know what's going on and what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when it comes to the social, social media aspects, they're coming to you and going, right, if the leads do start to dry up, how do I utilise social media to get those leads? Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and I, yeah, I, I couldn't envisage really a world where a business, a new startup business, couldn't have social media it just that's that's where we are i think so being able to provide that support is something that that i i hope they find valuable and something that i really enjoy doing as well as a as a younger as a younger person within the industry where are people saying and this would be interesting for the listeners to find out where are people saying the majority of their leads are coming from is it still referrals is it on word word of mouth yeah Absolutely. I'd, I'd say that it's still the most successful businesses, I think, still grow from from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think that will always be the base, providing a good service and getting recommendations from existing clients, I think, will always be crucial. And that's always what a business should put the most effort into initially is how do I provide a level of service that goes above and beyond what my competition do? And that's got to be the first question that every business owner asks themselves. But then I think it can be topped up and you can show off using different social media um, websites. And um, so I'd say, obviously, you've got you've got your, your LinkedIn, um, but you're seeing loads of loads of, you know, activity on, on Facebook now um, uh, and mortgage groups on Facebook. You know, you've got to be in those groups and 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 um engaging with people yeah. um, we're going to get on to that because that's quite interesting because it's great because you've actually done it yourself but talking about we were talking about social media there and and word of mouth and this is something we did on the primus call the the excellence call 
if yeah. you've got a customer review, don't just waste it by screenshot. And it's a quick little tip for you. If you've got some social proof, brand it up, put your logo on there, put your colors on there. There were a couple of people on there, um, Gem, Gemma at Gemstone Mortgages and um, Faye at Tranquility Service, Financial Services. They use social media, but they brand everything up so people know who they are. So if you've got a customer review, brand it up and get shout about it on, on social media. That's one of the big things Primus does, isn't it? We're going we're gonna to touch on the benefits of being with Primus, but that is one of the big things, isn't it? These excellence calls that you hold. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and yeah, briefly coming on to, to that point, you, you know, you were actually somebody that taught me about the importance of, of branding and, and having, you know, a distinctive colour to your brand and images that, you know, put put in your mind exactly who you are and what you do. So I found that really valuable and that's something that we touched upon in the uh, the Art of Showing Off Excellence call. But but yeah, absolutely. We, we try and be as forward thinking as we can at Primus and, and do everything we can in order to give our firms the best platform to grow if that's what they want to do. Um, you know, it, it's not for everyone. And, you know, so, you know, firms, that's one of the things I love about Primus. We're a really diverse network. We've got, you know, really high growth, high potential firms that, you know, want to take on X numbers of staff. But then we've also got the sole traders, the one-man bands, the, the smaller firms that, that are quite happy just ticking along. And that's absolutely great. Um, and, and we value them all the same. So, um, yeah, the excellence calls, you know, they're a really good way to, to sort of keep our firms up to date and share best practice. So, you know, having you on, Chris, was, was fantastic. And we always get current Primus AR that is doing really well to come on and, and share exactly what they're doing. And I, th I think that's really unique and amazing because it is an industry where you might think, well, it's competition, it's competition. I, I don't want to share what I do, mm -hmm. but we share it really well at Primus. And I think that's, yeah, it's definitely one of the things that I can resonate with and enjoy. It's something I always say on here and I echo exactly what you speak about there is, for example, that call, there was 250 people on there and a mortgage broker, so Faye, for example, or Gemma, they went on there and, and, and shared their secrets, really, of how they're generating business. That is definitely in Primus. You see it a lot more. But I think it's across the mortgage broker industry. Everybody is willing to help each other, which is yeah. great. You, there's not many industries out there, especially when there's business to be had. There's not many people that would help each other in business, whereas you see it in the mortgage, the mortgage industry, which is... It is fantastic to see, and that's what we'll come on to, to Facebook groups as well, how people can help each other in that regard. Yeah. But personally, I wanted to move on to the social media section here. Personally, yourself, you've obviously taken this role in August. You you might be known within the primary industry, but you're not known within the mortgage world. So right. what you've done is you've had a, you've made a real conscious effort into using LinkedIn, haven't you, to build your personal brand. So before we get into the strategies that you've adopted and the strategies that you tell other companies to adopt, if somebody was scared to use LinkedIn, what would you say? Because a lot of people say to me, I'm scared to use it because it's just my, people think it's for a new job or for a recruitment. How has it changed and how is it different to that now? Um, I think I've, how many years have I had LinkedIn now? I, I've definitely noticed a shift in the sort of content that you see on LinkedIn. And I think when I was first on there, I don't know how many years ago this was, it felt very it felt like there was an etiquette that had to be followed. And if you didn't follow it, you were sort of 
you were not a part of the, the LinkedIn you're gonna get, community. You're going to get cancelled almost, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn cancelled culture. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. Um, I think that's changed. Mm-hmm. I think people have realised that it's that having a, a personal aspect to everything that you do really helps. So I think, you know, there are sometimes, people are sometimes criticised for, for people using LinkedIn a bit too much, like Facebook. I, I sit very much on the side of, you know, be you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but you know, just like, that's what I. That's really what I do, and it's something that I'm still working on because sometimes I still will write out a post and I'll delete it because maybe I don't think it's appropriate for LinkedIn. Ah, uh, right. Oh, that's I, interesting. I still do that now, and I think mm, maybe that's maybe that's too much fun. Maybe that's maybe I'm not posting enough today about business. Um, so it's something even I'm working on within myself to to show who I really am. Do you know what I like that you brought that up? Because there's lots of people that will sit there and say, I know how to use LinkedIn. Do you know what I mean? I use it well. This is how you should use it. Whereas you've been quite honest there and gone, actually, I'm still a bit unsure whether to, to put yourself out there because it takes a lot. Somebody might look at you and think, Sam's so confident and social. I'll never get to that level. But you're actually sitting there saying, I don't know if I should post it. I would honestly say to you, get it out there because one People don't really care that much, being completely honest. And I know I say social media is the bill and end all, but people yeah. don't care. And two, by tomorrow, it will be it will disappear anyway. That's right. You know what I mean? So I think you should really get out. I really like the way that you mix personal and business. And I don't, I don't feel you're too one way or another. How do yeah. you decide on what to upload personally and what to upload business? And I want you to come at this as if as if a a primus broker has come to you with this question, what would you say to them? Um, so firstly, I think something that, that I'm, I'm working on at the moment is, I think the number one is, is consistency. Now, okay. regardless of whether you're doing 100% posts that are related to your business or whether you're doing a, I think experts, social media experts, whoever they are, say that it should be an 80 percent business to a 20 percent um like fun ratio like i don't know what the ratios are i don't know what they should be nobody knows nobody knows be consistent regardless of what that what that split is so try and post uh, how many times a day uh, you know at least once a day i'd say but but it's completely up to you and what you can manage and maintain because for some people social media isn't easy knowing what to post is hard um, you know, and, and that's where, you know, people such as yourself could, can really help and, and have an impact there. Um, so it really, it comes, it really comes down to, to who you're, who you are as a person and who your clients are and where they're, where they're going to be. Because if you are targeting an audience that isn't on LinkedIn, then, then posting twice a day on LinkedIn isn't really going to do much for you apart from, maybe enable you to connect with other businesses and learn from from what they're doing so it's about knowing your demographic being consistent being yourself and I think still enabling yourself to be spontaneous so the people that I think do social media brilliantly are the ones that just seem to they they just just seem to it it doesn't seem planned it's just you know Mm. they see something funny and they post it I love that and um, I think my most successful post was was a picture that I came across on on Twitter and I screenshotted it and I posted it with a caption. I think it had like 35,000 views. Really? Um, 
Whereas I've had a post that I've sat there and I've deleted bits, bits of it and I've added bits and I've sat there for 30 minutes, posted it, and it's got had like 600 views. And, and this but, is where this is where algorithms and the analytical side of it and everything with social just gets completely out the window. I I fell into the trap before. I would be like, right, my most time for engagement on Instagram is between (laughs) 6 and 8 p.m. So if I've got a good idea now, it's 26 minutes past one. If I've got a good idea now, what I used to do is like, let me hold it until 6 o'clock night, then upload it and make sure the wording's correct and all this. And then I just started thinking to myself, that's not you. That you're you're almost like creating like a false reality on social. So what I do now is I have my scheduled posts for the evening, which are pre-populated their schedule through buffer but yeah. then if I, I was on camera earlier and i did a bit of a video on how to centralize text and i yeah. nearly fell into the habit of going i'll do it at six o'clock tonight i thought no no let's just get it out now because mm-hmm. as you said that twitter photo that you get you, you posted it probably wasn't at the peak time that they saw on linkedin but it had the most effect so don't be afraid don't try and fit your social content into a box and lee flanagan's a big believer in this Post when you when you feel that the urge comes to you. Post a little video about how you've helped a client. Post a social media review. Yes, you can have your scheduled stuff at certain times, but like Sam said, there be a bit spontaneous with it. That's the point that you were making, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yep. Spot on. Completely agree with that. Right. So LinkedIn, you're using it a lot yourself at the moment. Yep. What do you do every day on LinkedIn to start seeing the success that you've seen? Um. I think LinkedIn's personally best for me is celebrating achievement. Okay. Um, not only Primus firms, but but everybody. I think it's uh yeah, it's a nice space to make people feel good. And that's always what I try and do. So if I can post a nice comment, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I even just like in a post, I think it can make all the difference in somebody's day. So really I think my the engagement on my posts has just happened from engaging with other people's and that's, that's the one thing i wanted to touch with you because i see your name popping up the great thing with linkedin everybody if you're listening is when you comment on it your name will appear in people's feeds that you're not connected with so that's the key of engagement but as a side product people are engaging on your post now aren't they they are yeah absolutely and if you if you think i don't i don't plan it but if you were to plan it, you can have a look at other people that are getting lots of comments on their posts, mm-hmm. you know, so, so there is, there, there is a way that you can generate more. Um, there's a way you can generate more engagement on LinkedIn and people that have lots of people comment and like their posts. If you comment and like on theirs and connect with them and then they do it to you, their audience is massive and, and it grows and grows and grows. So obviously you can be clever about the way you do it. Um, and you know, that that's all well and good but really i just think there's no there's no real secret or or magic formula i think mm-hmm. just you've just got to let your personality come across really but no it's great that that you know my, my name's popping up so much on there it's it, it's good for me and um yeah it, it's just really good to be able to shout about all the great things that other people are doing really um i like that i like that you, you kind of flip it and it's like it's actually a place where i can i can lift people up rather yep. than talk about my achievements. So it's a great way to talk about that. So that's your personal side. Now, we're going to talk about platforms that can help mortgage brokers in terms of community. So 
how do you think people should use or how do you think mortgage brokers should use Facebook and the likes of Instagram? Is the one that you're seeing is more preferred with brokers? Yeah, I think um, Facebook, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, yeah, Facebook reviews and things like that. I think it can be really, really effective. People use Facebook now to to get advice, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, Obviously, you've got you've got you've got TripAdvisor and you've got all those sorts of things, which are all really, really important. But I think Facebook is used by a lot of people as a way that they, you know, gather information on what's going on in the world, whether or not that's right or wrong. Leave that for other people to debate. Um, But I think for, you know, a financial services firm, I think you've got to be there present in that space in order to be able to. Um, in order for people to be informed on 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 you and your, and your brand and, and what you do and um, yeah, so there are hundreds of of financial advice groups where people post every day about oh you know my fixed rates coming to an end. Does anybody know a good broker? If you can have somebody on there shouting about you for you, or if you can just chat about it yourself, I think it's it's going to help your business and get your next Facebook groups are fantastic. And if anybody's not used Facebook groups before, if you think of it, if you were a mortgage broker and walked into a stadium, football stadium full of 20,000 people and sat in the middle and went, I'm a mortgage broker, your voice would probably be lost. But in that in that football stadium, if you went in the next week and they were all divided up into sections and there was one section of the stadium that was all people that were looking for a mortgage, you could just yeah. walk up to that section of the stand and go, I'm a mortgage broker. You've hit your whole audience. That's what Facebook groups are like at the moment, aren't they? And they're Absolutely. free to join as well. I think they'll monetize them in the future. I think you'll have to pay to advertise in these groups or pay to join them. It seems too good to it seems too good to be true, doesn't it? To an yeah. extent. Um, absolutely. Because you, you so, so Facebook and Facebook groups are really good to kind of laser focus into those audiences. Have you seen many brokers using Instagram? And if so, how are they using Instagram? Yeah, I think Instagram is is there or thereabouts. I think there are still there, there's still bits and pieces with Instagram that I think need to be ironed out with regards to sort of FCA rules and regulations on advertising. But yeah. I think if you're using Instagram um, more as a platform to really show your personality rather than sell a product, I think is where it's most successful because mm-hmm. just of the, the type of content that you can post um that that would be my sort of advice or, or, or tip to to somebody that that wanted to know how they should use um instagram i, I don't really feel like people use it to 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 get much information about the world i think they they do it you know to 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 see things that they find funny or that look good um yeah. so yeah, that, that would be my, but but no, there, there are definitely, you know, brokers, brokers out there using it. And I think, yeah, fair play to them. I think, um, you know, putting your name out, you know, where you can, I think is is, is important. But just, just focus it on where your demographic is, because mm-hmm. I did, I used to say, look, put your brand and your name out there in as many places as possible, but you'll burn out. So really, you do actually have to focus on, on where your, where your demographic is. I think that's really important. Everything that Sam's just said in the last 60 seconds is everything I've been banging on about for the last yeah. two years. I'm just copying, I'm just copying you. <laughs> no, but it's great to hear that you going out to brokers, you're 
it's not only Sam telling people this, this is the feedback that he's getting from people that the people that are successful on LinkedIn are the ones that are sharing personal and business. The people that are successful on Facebook are using Facebook business pages and Facebook groups. And the people that are successful on Instagram aren't using it to push products. They're more using it to document their days, show them about who they are. Use, use, if you take anything from this, use Instagram stories to document what is going on your day and people yeah. will respond to it. So that, that would be the top tip from there. And that's going to close off our social media section because otherwise we'll be here for about five days just running through all new Absolutely. social media strategies. Yeah. <laughs> right, we get to the strategy question of the podcast, which I love. So we're going to pretend that you move to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. What would you do to start your mortgage business? I think, so, so personally, content that I love at the moment is a vlog okay so i think i'd start a vlog that would document me learning about this new place that i hadn't been before and in doing so i'd maybe visit local businesses in that area and i'd just document the journey and the process of me settling into this new place because i think Personally, for me, you know, it, it's really easy. And in financial services, you know, we, we paint this picture that it's absolutely brilliant. You know what? Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes you finish a day and, and, you're, and you're knackered and you think, and you know what? Sometimes it's, it's, I find that it's quite nice to live vicariously through something else. So I'd hope that in doing that sort of vlog or video, people could, could relate to my situation. And, you know, there are, there, you know, YouTube, another, we haven't touched on that. And I don't know yeah. if we've got time because, because you all know as, as well as I do how incredible it is with, mm -hmm. with the people, you know, millions of views on there. Um, so yeah, it, I, it would probably be something, I'd, I'd probably do something like that. Um, That's an all. Do you know what we've, I've had a lot of people on here that speak about and, and rightly so speak about integrating yourself into the local community, speaking to the local butcher baker, candlestick maker. <laughs> But nobody's actually said you're you're killing two birds with one stone there. You're not only visiting these businesses and meeting them, but you're also recording it for people to see. And you are right. I'm exactly the same. I, I'm no, we're nosy. We want to see what's going on in people's lives. And vlogs are the perfect way to do it at the moment. The one thing I would say with YouTube is I am no expert in YouTube whatsoever. And if anybody wants to look at uh, the likes of Ash Ball and he smashes YouTube, I don't, I think YouTube's got to be a bit more user friendly. I still see it as a long form video content software. So at night, I won't sit there and scroll through YouTube, but I will Instagram. That makes sense. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Is, that, is that your preference? Because my, my preference has always been long form videos. So I've never been able to get into TikTok or the Instagram reels. Like for me, I mm. want a 20, 30 minute video on something. Otherwise, I, I won't watch it. So that's it, it really okay. That's maybe me being quite closed mind then that there are. And the perfect example yeah. is I uploaded the podcast and I had somebody message me going, When you're doing your YouTube videos, I was like, Oh, I only do audio, mate. He said, I don't listen to audio, I watch videos. And then I'm thinking, right. Chris, why are you so stuck in your own head? So that's why yeah. the YouTube channel started and we upload the podcast there now. Yeah, I, I think it just shows that that no matter what you do there will be something that somebody likes about it. So that should give everybody confidence that, you know, yeah, whether it's short form videos, whether it's long form videos, somebody's going to like one or the other, 
you know, so yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it should, but, should instill a lot of confidence in people, really. Like Sam said earlier, don't do it all at the same time because you'll get burnt out. Absolutely. So, for example, this podcast, if I'd have started it two years, well, a year ago, I think it was, and did video and audio, I'd probably have burnt out and not got as far as I've gotten now. But because I started with audio and I've only done video for the last two or three months, it makes it easier. So don't try and do everything at once. But I can see what Sam's saying there, that every piece of content split up into different platforms, different way of consuming them. There will always be somebody that likes it, won't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Right, mate, I could go on for ages, but I love the idea of that vlog. I really like the idea of kind of settling into the new town because not only will you get the people that want a mortgage, but you'll get everyone else in the town speaking about you. And then I'm Absolutely. a broker off the back of it. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Right then. So before we finish, I'd like to, we want to have a little chat about your charity that you want to make a donation for because you and a few members of Primus are doing something incredible, which I could never do. So talk me through it and where we're going to be making the £10 donation to. Yeah, absolutely. So on the on the 16th of June, um, me, there are Primus people, but really there's there's a range of different people from across the financial services industry. Yeah, from from lenders to, to, to all sorts of people. So I think there's about I think there's between 30 and 40. So there's a there's a there's a real gang of us. So uh, it will be it will I, I'm, I'm making myself think that it's going to be more fun than difficult. Um <laughs> um yeah yeah so um so yeah it's for it's for it's for Crohn's and colitis um which is something um I hope you you do manage to get to to get Pam Brown on at some point because she's she's fantastic and so so her son is his um uh, you know is is for him really and everybody and everybody else um so for Crohn's and colitis so so there is a there is a, a link um and so this it's, is, uh, it's on, I don't think you've said sorry but you're all climbing Ben Nevis aren't you we're climbing Ben Nevis yeah. We're climbing Ben Nevis. Um, I think the most exercise I've done over the last, I don't want to think about it actually. Um, so, so yeah, 16th of June, there's about 30, 40 of us, we're all climbing Ben Nevis for Crohn's and colitis. So um, a donation to that would be much appreciated. So the target is 10 thousand pounds and we've already raised 45 percent of that so we've done oh, we've raised four thousand five hundred already um so hopefully we hit that that 10k target um and uh yeah fantastic. fantastic well i'm sure sam after all this we'll be doing a vlog of his training <laughs> for the uh, a, ben uh, yeah, the ben yeah. challenge but no awesome <laughs> charity mate and um we'll be making that that donation on your behalf so thank you for taking your time today and chatting to us on the podcast sam it's been an absolute pleasure best platform for people to connect with you would it be linkedin yeah it would be it would be linkedin absolutely yeah get sam get sam connected on on linkedin um have a little chat with him his inbox is always open really friendly guys you can hear from here and uh, have a look get a few tips on social from him thanks very much chris i really appreciate it mate love chatting to you cheers pal speak to you soon take care cheers, cheers. Mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. so thank you very much for listening If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.